and welcome to Improbably Bad Books, brought to you by the Elkhart Public Library, made with GoProv Improv Group from Goshen, Indiana. My name is Jill Martinson. I am the audience development manager here at the library and your host. And with me today is... Hi, my name is Dre. I work here as well at the Elkhart Public Library. I am the audience development coordinator. Thank you for being here today, Dre. And what genre of book did you lucky lady get? Oh, it's a good, 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 wild, wild, wild Western book. So I'm super excited to be able to talk about this today. Yes, because prior to this, neither of us had ever read a Western. No, I had the same attitude uh, towards Westerns as I do to country music. I feel like it's an acquired taste. But unfortunately, with both things, it seems like I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well... If you've never heard this podcast before, if you've never listened to this podcast before, what we do is we give an improv group the front cover and the back cover of a book along with the genre, and they are supposed to act out how they think the book went. So let's go ahead and give them a listen. Cutscene from a behind-the-scenes look at the writing process for for me, William Johnstone, and my son, J.A. Johnstone. Hey, J.A. Hey, Dad. Um, we uh, had some uh, late-in-the-process arguments, well, discussions, I should say, uh, about some of the subplots in Bullets Don't Argue. Um, and so we're, we're going to play this uh, since you, dear listener, have bought not just the audio version, but the bonus audio version with uh, deleted scenes, as it were. So uh, let's go back to the recording of when we were working out those last-minute details. That. Can I can I help you write your book? Come on. What do you want? Now, I've got a good Jay? idea. Uh, okay. What right. What's the title of your book? I want to help. Okay, I'm calling it "Bullets Don't Argue." Hmm. I, I've got ideas. I've got some ideas. Uh, okay. Like I know you sell a lot of books, but get, let me go author this one with you. We can bring in like fast cars and and like like running drugs from. Florida to to Arizona. Oh, J.A., you have so much your mother in it, you. It's a, the story writes itself. It's a Western, but like in current times and like fast cars. Like, son, son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fast cars. Yeah. I, I know. You love the fast cars. I get that. Books do not write themselves. Okay? That's why I'm down here in the study with... with the emergency tape up on the outside of the door with the red light on that says, do not disturb. Yeah. Cre- creative in process. Okay. Okay, Dad, but but have you seen any of those Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, you have because you watched them with me. This I, is how we sell books. Okay. Son, I write westerns, all right? This is set in Pearly Gates, Arizona in the 1800s. The fastest thing we're going to have to a fast car, the closest thing we're going to have to a fast car is a two-seater carriage. Yeah, like a Ford, a Mustang. (laughs) We're going west in a Mustang. On a Mustang, son. If if you're going to be on a Mustang or doing something with a Mustang in the 1800s, it's going to be a horse. Yeah, we're driving fast on a Mustang. Got it. Okay. Yeah, let's put this in the book. uh, Writes itself. See? Tell you what. I I want you to pull out a piece of paper. You need to write on your – you need to work on your handwriting I'll just use my phone. Go ahead. I'll take notes. That's Okay. All right. You you can pick up your pen and typewriter, Dad, whatever works. But I'm just going to type it right in my phone. Okay. Fast so, car going west. Got it. Uh, okay. All right. So, look, the, the whole thing about bullets don't argue. 
Pearly Gates has a new sheriff, all right? And there's the Clancy Gang, mm. which, you know, it's from, it's an ongoing... Can we call it Squad? Like, the Clancy Squad? I think that, like, kids, you want kids to read this? People my age? Squad. Why don't you write that down on your phone as yep. a possible addition? Okay, I got it. You got that. All Typing right. it in. Okay. Yep. So, what Squad. I'm saying, the Clan- yes, the Clancy's Squad are- goals. Got it. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. Um, so the Clancy's are are coming to town, and we've we've heard this from our neighbors to the north. Okay. So okay, got we're it. in Pearly Gates, which is right here on the map. The Arizona. Got it. In Arizona. Yep. And they are coming down from Florida. Uh, why don't you Google a map of the U.S.? Yeah, and 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 you tell me. Hey, hey, Google, map. Okay, I got my maps open. Okay, and so the state just to the north of Arizona, New Mexico. Is Come that on. your final answer? Yeah, that. Let's just it's. Let's write the book. I want to. Mom said I can help. <sighs> J A. You're a freshman in college. You should know. I'm an English major, too. Oh, good Lord. Okay. All right. So here's the thing about the Pearly Gates. Okay. It's it's a small western town in Arizona. Yep. That is unusual because of several things. The sheriff. Vin Diesel's the sheriff. Got it. I was uh interesting choice. Um I was going to go Sam Rockwell, um, or what's that fellow with the big old mustache? Uh, Sam Elliott? That's, no, 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 not Sam Elliott. Anyway, Vin Diesel, let's go, when we do the movie, Vin Diesel is my pick. He would have to have a very large mustache to be in this movie. All right, let's go. All right, we'll see if that works. Um, So anyway, the thing about Pearly Gates, and the reason it's called Pearly Gates, is that it was originally just a cemetery. Right. Okay, but uh, because... The town was built on uh, what are called ley lines. You, have you heard that term before? No, ley lines. It's no. where spiritual energy comes together. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, 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 Paul Walker. We can bring him back. We can bring Paul Walker back. I, I don't know who that is. He un- rest in peace. He unfortunately died. But yeah, his his ghost could be in this. This is like Fast and the Furious thirteen. Oh, okay. Bullets uh, don't argue. Just on yeah, just I got on your phone there. Okay. So yep, yep, yep. Um, Fault lines or landlines. Not fault lines. Lay Lay lines. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So um, lots of crystals are are in those mountains, Ah. and so it kind of hones it to... The energies. Yeah. 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 Okay. What a great force. So the sheriff uh, is... Vin Diesel. Okay. um, Is a former pastor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he I'm not going to argue about that. That's fine. That's a good storyline. Thank you. Former pastor... This is takes over the sheriff. Yeah, this is not my first novel, and but this is the first one that's going to be a bestseller. It's yikes! <laughs> Have you read any of my books? I read um, the cover of every book, cover to cover, every book I read. Not just the manga versions, because I know how you like that reading from back to front, and I. No, I just literally read the covers. Dad. I, think, I was just trying to like say that I read your book, but I didn't. That's why you're dyslexic. All right. Anyway, whatever. <sighs> okay, so you know, so I was on a I was on a tear here. I was just telling the story about how the sheriff, new okay. to town. Yep. Okay, he's he's called the, the sheriff, Reverend, 
Morty Steinmetz. Okay. okay. So Sheriff Reverend or Reverend Sheriff Morty Stein. I'm still working on that, but I like Morty Steinmetz. I, I've got a suggestion. Can we change it to Reverend Sheriff Dominic Toretto? Like Fast and the Furious? That's Vin Diesel's character. Come on. Yeah, uh, in, on your phone there, bud. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. I'm loving this. It's right in itself. Yeah. All right, Dad, get to the point where, like, the 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 Mustang, like, goes top speed and just, like, red lines. And, like, you can tell that it's just, like, it's it's about ready to just, like, that fuel line is just going to go from the nitrous. Uh-huh. And then, boom, a big explosion. Okay, so here's how that works in Western terminology. So the Sheriff Reverend Marty Steinmetz uh, is uh, riding uh, to the town 20 miles away, mm-hmm. and he's 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 pushing his his Maverick, his his what do you call it, Mustang? Mustang, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Redline in it, just going fast as you can. Yeah, actually, uh, I think I, I will use that. Um, nice. Yeah, the horse's name is Redline, so he's pushing. Red line to go as fast as he can for 20 miles. Now, no horse is going to do a full gallop, full speed for 20 miles. Right. But you know what? Sure. Red line is a kind, the kind of Mustang is going to try to do his best. Um, and just, you know, outside of town, Red line has a heart attack and dies. Oh, wow. Right. right? So yeah, that, I like that it. Would, I like that it. Yeah, be, that's like, parallel thoughts. That's dude. the closest yep. thing I'm going to get to an explosion. It's a little darker than I'd like to get, and Redline has been a fan I like favorite for six novels now. I like uh, it. So so people who know horses can look at that and read it, and then be like a horse in their head. But those of us that know Mustangs and, and uh, those Toyotas, we're just going to like picture fast cars. This is good. I think I'm going to write a character based on what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. think there's going to be a junior deputy, uh, and I'll, ma- I'll name him. JD? Uh, AJ, I think. Um, AJ, <laughs> the junior deputy, and he's going to ride um, a Shetland pony, which I guess would be the uh, equivalent of a low rider for you. Nice. Yeah. So we just like <laughs> slowly come into town. Well, no, the legs, Got the little, music legs are, little legs are, are pumping as fast as you can, but you're moving real slow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we, like, a little ludicrous going. Like, yeah. a little meta, we just got some ludicrous <laughs> playing ludicrous in the slow. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I got it. On your phone, son. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. This is good. Yeah. Um, so, AJ. What's this take you, like, a week? A week to write? We're going to be down here a week, Dad? I got class on Tuesday, so can we, like, let's finish this. Oh, I'd love to finish this, son. Um, okay, so my 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 last novel. It took me uh, about ten and a half months. Wow, from start to finish, huh? And no. there is no way. Is that why you didn't come to my graduation, son? Uh, anyway, we don't need to talk about this family drama. But if you know anything about Fast and Furious, it's all about family drama. So bullets don't argue. The bullets argue. Well, see, that's what I was getting to with the whole mystic part of this storyline is that randomly inanimate objects have awareness. Mm. And so what happens, you know what? This would be great to happen to AJ, the junior uh, deputy, deputy, uh, is that his bullets become (gasps) self-aware. And so he hears this this mumbling uh, from his holster. Whoa, this is blowing my mind. 
Well, and that's the next thing. He's going to pull them out, and being a junior deputy, he's going to look at those bullets, and he's going to start talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, too fast, too furious. Yeah, and the, there are two more that you have to label, too, because there's usually six bullets in a gun. Ah, gotcha. So two are fast, two are furious, and two, what, what do we want to say they are? Too speedy. That's fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Too mad. Yeah, that's furious. Too late. <laughs> okay, two or Too dice. soon. Uh, too short. Okay, you just put those on your phone. There, I did, son. I those did. Are, okay. Yeah, I'm right. taking voice notes. Is that all right? <sighs> Dad, do I, do I have your permission and consent to record this? Yes, but I want to... I know have... my rights. Is it okay? I'm doing it. Done. Thanks, Dad. Spring break is over, what, this next? Tuesday, I got to go back to class. ASU Sun Devils. Whoop, whoop. Okay. All right. Let's finish this book, Dad. All right, we've already killed off one of my main characters, Redline. Mm. Dang it. Uh, AJ Jr., got to write him a backstory, got to give him some bullets, self-aware, two are fast. And, and Dominic two at the end. curious. Yeah, just hold off on, and what were the two other ones we decided two were... Uh, late? No. What were too they? short. Too short. They fell out of the gun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And too soon. Oh, too soon. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I understand that problem. Okay. Yeah. Too soon. All we right. got it. We got it. Good uh, job, Dad. I, I'm proud of you. Uh, thanks. Uh, 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 anyway, can I, I really, call you William on this? Uh, well, you you can. William. William and J A. <laughs> J- we're going to write books for the rest of our lives. Oh. Well, I, I've been meaning to tell you I, I'm thinking about retiring, son. Ooh, can I take over your uh, your pseudonym thing there? No, you may not. Uh, I tell you what, though, I think I'm Nome done for the blooms. day. Let's let's go upstairs and get some ice cream. We'll get away from Woo! the writing process right now. All right. So, thanks for all your help. I, I'm sure this is enough for me to go on from here on out. I'm I'm sure I got this. Uh, You're welcome, cover. William. Uh, well, you thank you, J. A. <laughs> uh, let's go on up there, and I'm. Uh, all I right. Got, I got a call to return to your English professor, too. Apparently, there's some issue. With, okay. Uh, All right. I'm going. Bye. Okay. Hi, this is GoProf. I'm Steve. I'm, I'm Julie. I'm Greg. I'm Julie. I'm Steve. I'm still Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> we are GoProf. Bye-bye. And that was GoProf Productions' rendition of Bullets Don't Argue. Jerry, how close did they get? I want to say it was close, but it was not. <laughs> it was miles away. Uh, Pearly Gates isn't a place, for one. It's a person. But they didn't know that, and they couldn't know that, because this is all they had to go on. And go ahead and give them the back cover. A new kind of hero in the Old West tradition, Pearly Gates is as honest and good as his heavenly name. But don't make him mad, because when Pearly Gates gets mad, people get hurt. Once every year, Pearly Gates and his brothers lead the Triple G crew on its annual cattle drive. It's a treacherous journey along the Great Western Trail, with a herd of 2,000 cows on one side, and many opportunities for trouble on the other. This year, trouble shows up in the form of a beautiful young woman and her baby, and her bizarre traveling companion, a colorful old cuss who goes by the name of Possum Smith. They're heading to a settlement called Butcher Bottom and risking their necks to get there. Pearly, being the gentleman he is, offers to escort the trio to their destination. 
but there are a few minor details they forgot to tell Pearlie. The woman is a widow whose husband had enemies. The old man is hiding a small fortune that might get them killed. And Pearlie is stuck in the middle trying to decide who's good, who's bad, and who deserves to die first. Live free, read hard. You're telling me they didn't realize that Pearlie Gates was the main character. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a whole person right there. Pearlie Gates and his brothers. (laughs) Okay. It's been months since I recorded with them, so it's very possible that maybe I didn't give them the right back cover on this one. (laughs) Maybe there's a different one. (laughs) I think this is part of a series, so there's a possibility that maybe it was a different book. Gotcha. Because this is book three of the Pearly Gates Westerns, which was honestly so much fun to read. It was. I was so surprised. I, like I said, I didn't think I would go into a Western really liking it, but there is that sort of, of course, Wild Wild West pull to it that kind of brings you into the story. And Pearly Gates is such a lovable character. He seems very kind, and I, uh, it's different from those lone wolves and other kinds of westerns. Yeah, very humble and has this moral compass that just cannot be swayed. He is going to do whatever is the right thing, and he seems to always know what the right thing is. So if you're into justice, this man's bringing it. Mm-hmm. He also seems to you know, stand up for the people he has barely met. For example, that uh, woman with a baby, he had protected her since he met her all the way up until they reached their destination. Yeah, Emma and Possum's relationship was a little weird, and it took a minute for me to kind of catch on, as it did all of us, because we didn't know the backstory as to why they were running mm-hmm. from their old home to go to Butcher Bottom. And Possum is not Emma's husband, and in fact, much older than her. You would almost think it was a father figure. But almost immediately, Pearlie realizes that that's not the case and there's something nefarious going on, but he can't quite put his finger on it. But he's still willing to help them until he can find out. Yeah. So I guess they got one thing right where they were hauling something or covering yes. something. And that was all that money that Possum had his hands on for some reason. <laughs> Which we won't spoil because that is actually a pretty large part of the plot. Um, and then Emma with her small baby and trying to stay hidden on the road, it, it had its intense moments. And the stakes were surprisingly high, but at the same time, it seemed very much like a cozy Western to me. Yeah. And I don't know what a cozy Western is compared to like a hard grit Western, but. <laughs> I feel like maybe it's a good beginner Western. <laughs> I would say so. And for me, I normally read true crime books or murder mysteries and things like that. And so to go to something that is damn near the opposite because it's almost like a detective who's on the road solving all of these issues for everybody around him and hunting down bad guys when he needs to. This is the reverse of what you always want to get when you're reading a true crime, which is somebody following through, finding out who the real villain is and taking care of it Mm -hmm. immediately. So it's like, if you enjoy true crime, you might also like this just so you can finally have a resolution to something because there's (laughs) never... The bad guys never get caught. They never do. (laughs) It's really cool. I do appreciate also the fact that he just happens to be one of the best gunslingers in the area. Yes, and somehow not famous for it and (laughs) continuing to be humble about it. I know. You're like, that's exactly not what a modern character would happen. They would gloat about it to no end. Yeah, when I think about cowboys, I think of them like in the saloon and they come out and... 
you want to say that to my face? And they then talk about how they're the best slinger in the West or whatever. <laughs> and they take it outside. And neither of them are usually very good shots because I've seen Western movies. I've just not read Western <laughs> books. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, but you told me just before we started recording that this was turned into a movie. Yeah. So I was uh, looking it up. I was trying to see if there was um, anything that I could brush up on before we did this. And apparently Bullets Don't Argue is also a film, but it's from 1964. So I'm not sure how that adaptation adaptation holds up with the book. But it looks like it has a 4.4 out of 10 (laughs) on film... Film Affinity and a 5.8 out of 10 in IMDb. So so it's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it's true. So let me look up if this is true and we're going to talk about it because this could actually be good. Mm-hmm. Was Marilyn Manson's compound used to film Westerns? <gasps> what? No way. Okay, yes. So in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you learn that the um, Marilyn Manson ranch prior to it being the one where him and the family lived, that was where they used to film Western movies. So what if, timeline could be right on this, what if Bullets Don't Argue was filmed on Span Ranch? Oh my God, that would be so cool. We would have to watch it. We would, yeah. That would be really sick if it was. Listeners, if you had a family member who worked on the movie adaptation of (laughs) Bullets Don't Argue, please please find out because... That would be wild. That would be really cool. I did like how the improv group was saying something along the lines of um, the bullets <laughs> becoming people or becoming <laughs> sentient. It reminded me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when Yosemite yes. Sam pulls out his bullets and they're just like little little guys. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's cute in that film, but I could only imagine the horrors of being a bullet in a gunslinger's gun. <laughs> Oh my gosh, nightmare fuel. I know. I'm like, why would you make sentient bullets? (laughs) This is how we solve gun crime in America. Exactly. Exactly. They'll tell us everything that happened. They were there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And that's how we solve true crime. Or that's how we solve crimes too. (laughs) We've done it. We're the future. (laughs) Overall, I would say I recommend this book. I listened to it instead of reading it because I did not have time to read it. It, it, I'm sure it's a short enough book, but this was one of those weeks where I was driving constantly and I just threw it on and listened to it in my car through the Libby app, which is available with the Elkhart Public Library and most public libraries will have something similar, if not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Did you read it or did you listen? I listened to it, but this one is through the Hoopla app, which also most public libraries tend to have for free. (laughs) I I hope we had the same narrator because whoever narrated it had the perfect Western voice for this. Was it like an older man? Yes. And he had like a kind of thick, heavy accent? Yes. Yeah, that was really good. I think it was the same narrator. I think that that's one of the coolest parts about audiobooks is lately, and I don't know when this one was recorded, but lately they've been hiring better and better voice actors, and hopefully that's something that AI doesn't take over. But to be able to hear the voices in the way that your head kind of tries to make them, but actually then hearing it out loud. Like I just listened to Lord of the Rings and that voice actor has a different voice for every single character. And you can tell which character he's in based on the voice that he's doing. It was such a cool listen. That is so cool. Yeah. I also really like that. I think even having the accent itself also made me feel more like I was in the story. So it was really cool. 
I would also recommend this book to people. Like I said, I'm not really a Western person. I'm more of a fantasy novelist. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is definitely far from my interest. But it was good. It was good. It was like a, I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10. I'm right up there with you. And it has a happy ending. And sometimes you just need a you need somebody to say, read this. You won't be upset with the ending. It's a happy ending. You're going to feel warm and fuzzy at the end of it. Because, oof. We need those in our lives sometimes. We do. We absolutely do. Sometimes we need the happy endings. We got to put down those true crime books, Jill. I know. I do it to myself. (laughs) Well, anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Improbably Bad Books. I'm Jill Martinson. And I'm Dre. And thank you for listening. Please visit your local library, but particularly Elkhart Public Library. Goodbye.